skiing and you you're getting close to the edge and you just I don't really ski tech. All right, well, say you're say you're driving <laughs> down a slope of covered in snow. Okay. Right? <laughs> and they want this win, and they won't get it. The Patriots are gonna win. Wait, did you pick the Patriots the end I sure did. <laughs> Big mouth, small words, sports talk. We back, baby. Another episode. Let's go. Hello, everybody. Welcome once again to the most must-hear podcast, Big Mouth, Small Words, Sports Talk. Now, when we last talked, I went over a few divisions. We've been going over these divisions now, and I'm going to do it again. Going to be going over the AFC East. We're going to be going over the NFC South. But first, I really have to just address this. Colin, I'm going to call him Colin Coward because he, the guy, the herd guy, whatever the hell his name is, Colin Coward. I can't stand. I'm watching TV. I hear him just thrashing. He's trying to pick the best destinations for the best quarterbacks coming up in the draft. And he goes over why Joe Burrow should go to the Dolphins. And I'm not even knocking the fact that it would be a horrible move for him to go there, but I'm just going to play you a little clip of what he said. The worst case scenario is frankly the Bengals, not a free agent destination, a cheap owner, a bad offensive line. And you play the outrageously gifted Steelers front seven, Raiders front seven, and second uh, Ravens front second uh, secondary and front seven, and frankly, Miles Garrett, Cleveland Brown, uh, Denzel Ward, very very good front seven defensively. I think it's a bad fit for him, but that's where he's going. Did you play the fr- the free engine to the the rate the rate the rate? It's the Ravens, Dick. All right, it's the Ravens, the Browns, and the Steelers. First of all, get off the Steelers' dick. They have no cap space. I know that you think that they're super good and they're marked as the 15th best team. You're going to find out how wrong you are about that, number one. Number two, the Ravens are great. Not even going to hate on them. Already went over that. The Browns, yeah, Miles Garrett's really been lighting it up lately. Let me tell you something. If he starts throwing helmets at his head, I'll start taking notice. Shut your mouth about that. And, uh, oh, we're not a free agency destination. We got Von Bell from the Saints. We got DJ Reader from the Texans. We got Trey Waynes. We got Mackenzie Alexander. What Have you not been paying attention? Are you just going off of past knowledge of what you don't know? Because we are the third team ranked for buying in free agency. We have spent $126 million and counting. We don't have anybody on the offensive line except we have Jonah Williams, who we drafted in the first round last year. So maybe do me a favor, Colin Coward, and get your friggin' facts straight, you stupid idiot. Oh, God. Sorry. So that, it had to happen. It had to happen. I'm sorry. It's the way it is. Let's get back to what we need to get back to. The AFC East. We're going right into the AFC East, all right? So I'm going to start this with the New York Jets, all right? So the Jets are committed offensively to help Sam Darnold not see ghosts (laughs) because he was not very good last year. They need to get him back on track. So they re-signed guard Alex Lewis. They got Connor McGovern at guard. They've got George Fant at tackle. They want to help Bell rush. They want to protect Darnold. I get it. I understand what you guys did. You re-signed Brian Poole at corner. That's fine. You have so many more problems than that. You have so many holes. I get why you did what you did. But with 
how much better the rest of this division got, it's not close enough. You didn't do enough. Joe Douglas, you better draft your ass off or the Jets are going to not just be in short-term trouble, they're going to be in long-term trouble. And as everyone knows with the free agency victory or fail, this one is a big fat. Yes. It's a big fat fail. We're starting off right away with fail. Now, then we're going to go on to the Miami Dolphins. All right? And let me start off the Dolphins by telling you who Miami lost. Nobody. Nobody worth noting. They lost some people. None of them mean anything. They're nothing. They needed secondary help, so they locked down Byron Jones. He is one of the best man-to-man defenders, if not the best, in the league. Brian Flores runs far more man-to-man scheme than he does zone coverages, so this was a match made in heaven. They might have overpaid him a little bit. Don't care. Got the best player. It's fine. Miami needed a little offensive line help, so they acquired Ted Karras. He was on the Patriots. He was um, back up for David Andrews, center. He ended up having a great year. He's with them now. They got Eric Flowers to help out, so they got a good center. They got a good guard. That's great. Miami last year was the worst in the NFL at rushing the passer, specifically off the edge. So what do they do? They got help off the edge. And they got big names to boot, man. You get Kyle Van Noy. You get Shaq Lawson. You got Ogba. You got legitimate big boy Big time names, and it's going to pay dividends this year. I'm telling you, it's no joke. And they pick up Jordan Howard, a little bit of running back depth. I need to see what they do at quarterback. I'm assuming they're going to a, but the Redskins are making me kind of, I don't know. I'm getting this little thing in my head. At first, I was thinking they were going to get Jameis Winston. Then I'm thinking they're going to draft Tua. And then I'm thinking, I don't know. But they need a quarterback. I Man, I'm telling you, I'm so into what they did this year that I, I had a sound clip. I was going to do a Mortal Kombat sound clip of a flawless victory, and I can't because I don't know their quarterback situation. So for now, Miami, you did good, man. You did good, and I'm going to give you a little bit victory. of victory. Good job, Miami. I'm telling you right now, that team right there, they're coming. Now I got to go on to another team, the New England Patriots. Whoa. (laughs) This is the New England Patriots. Now, everybody knows the New England Patriots have been the juggernaut of the AFC East for two decades. I personally am not ready to see them fall, but I feel like that's what's going to happen here. They lost Kyle Van Noy. They lost Jamie Collins. They lost Danny Shelton. They lost Ted Karras. They lost Deron Harmon. And normally, I would not sweat that at all. I wouldn't care. I'd be like, we got Tom Brady. Tom will hold down the fort for half the year. It'll give Bill enough time to figure out a plan. Yeah, well, Tom Brady grew some balls, and he felt disrespected, and he left. He took his talents to Tampa Bay. TB joined TB. Now, I refuse to believe that Bill Belichick doesn't have a plan. Does not look like he does, but I refuse to believe that he doesn't have one. The only thing that I want to bring up is I do not believe that Belichick was anticipating Brady's departure. I don't. I think he thought that Brady was going to cave, and he didn't. So with Stidham starting at QB1, I mean... 
they needed to, they had to keep Joe Tooney. So they franchised him. They also re-signed Devin McCourty. They got Slater back. I just, I don't see enough weapons for Stidham. Edelman is getting older. He's liking all of Tom's tweets and stuff. It doesn't even feel like he's even here anymore. I mean, you've got Sanu. You've got, I mean, basically, you've just got a bunch of running backs, and then you're going to rely too much on Edelman. I know you got Nikhil Harry, and I'm sure he's going to do a little better. It's just there's going to be growing pains. The division got better. It's rough, man. I know the defense is going to be all right, but they definitely got to fill some holes. And the, th- the whole thing is there's not enough draft picks in the world to fill the hole at QB1 that they lost when they lost Tom Brady. This is a hard one. I mean, in general, it's not hard to say what this is, whether it's a free agency fail or a success. It, th- this is this. It's a fail. And anyone that doesn't agree with that is crazy, but I'm just... The Patriots, I'm not telling you they're done. I'm going to rank all these teams... From one to four. So I still have, I got one more, I got one more team and then, and then I'll explain and we'll talk out what's going on with the one through four here. So lastly, I'm going to the Buffalo Bills and to me, the Bills at this point now, they've got the best receiving unit in the AFC East. Cole Beasley in the slot. John Brown is the number two wide receiver now. And the man they traded for, Stefan Diggs, number one. They have a true number one receiver now. And some say they gave up too much. They might have, but they saw Brady leave. They smelled that blood in the water, and they did what they had to do. I don't hate what they did. Like I said, I don't care if you overpay if you get what you needed. What blows my mind is when you throw money at a guy that doesn't make sense. This made sense to me. Another move that made sense for them, Josh Norman. He had a bad, bad year last year. But I mark that up more to the team that he was on. I think that he didn't care. He's a very emotional guy. He plays physical, and he plays to the crowd. And he didn't have a freaking crowd to play in front of, so it was hard for him to get motivated. In Buffalo, they give a crap. If you get four wins, they're pumped up that they got four. He's physical. The crowd is going to embrace him the way he plays. He's going to bring some seriously good mentality to this team. Him next to Tredavious White is going to be dangerous, is all I'm going to say. They also got Quentin Jefferson and Mario Addison. They got him for the interior defensive line. I don't know if they're there yet. They had okay years, but I'm not sure how good they're going to be in the future. So time will tell about that. Overall, those guys aren't bad. They're not elite. They're not bad. We can all agree that the Bills got better. But how much better? Can I use my flawless victory sound clip? Ah, can I? mm, No. Victory. It's a victory. It's a victory. You guys did all right. It's a victory. Now, here's where it gets super hard for me. All right? Because, ah, I'm looking at this. I'm looking at the AFC East. And I'm not ready to put the Pats. Can I just tell you that the Jets are in fourth? (laughs) Can Can I say that and be done? So the Jets are in fourth, no doubt. At three, I am reluctantly gonna put the Dolphins. And it's hard because I love everything they did in the offseason. If they had a better quarterback, 
I would put them over the Patriots immediately because I love Brian Flores. I love that they're going all in on the defense. I think they're going to be terrifying um, in the future. I love everything that they're doing. I just can't pick him over Belichick. I cannot, until I see it happen, I just can't pick the Patriots to not figure something out. I'm not telling you the Patriots are going to go nuts, but I can see them going nine and seven and I can see them getting into the playoffs and getting smashed, but I can see them with Stidham going nine and seven. So it's going to be damn close. I'll tell you that. So the Patriots obviously are at two. The bills have to be at one at first. I was, I was all about the dolphins a few weeks ago, even a month ago of all the moves that they were making. I was saying that Miami was going to be better than the Bills, but they don't have the quarterback yet, and I'm not ready to crown them, even if they got two or anything like that. So the Bills right now, they have a decent quarterback in Allen. They've got John Brown. They've got Stephon Diggs. They've got Singletary in the backfield. They're good. They're solid. I think their defense is going to be good. I think the Bills are going to take the division. So we got Bills one, Pats two, Dolphins three, Jets distant fourth. That's what we've got. So we got the AFC East. We wrapped that up. We're going right in to the NFC South. What an exciting division this is going to be, man. What an exciting one. I've already talked about this a little bit, but I haven't talked in depth. So now here we are. Here we are. We're going to talk in depth. Carolina Panthers. I didn't even give you guys the time of day when we talked before, just because I'm sorry, but you didn't have any sexy moves And I'm looking at these other teams and it's like, what do you want from me? I went and talked to the models. I wasn't paying attention to you. No offense. Now, here I am. I'm going to talk Panthers first. All right. All you Panthers fans out there, I got some slack from you guys. Let's talk. The Panthers are in the wrong place at the wrong time. (laughs) They got their quarterback of the future in Teddy Bridgewater. That's fine. I like that move. I already said I like that move. They signed Robbie Anderson. They gave him a weapon. That's good. They lost Funches, but they got Robbie Anderson. That's fine. To me, kind of an upgrade. They re-signed Trey Boston. That's legit. He's an awesome starting safety. They got him for three years. That's good. They traded for Russell Okung. They kept John Miller. Solid guard, solid tackle. Helped protect Teddy B. No problem. I understand that. But there are problems. You lost Cam Newton, which that was inevitable. Too bad, but it happened. You lost James Bradbury, Eric Reed, Vernon Butler, Greg Olson, Mario Addison, Gerald McCoy. It's hard to replace all that. I mean, you guys are not even terrible, but you're not good. So with everybody in the division stacking up and getting as good as they've gotten, I don't know, man. You're in a tough spot. And although you tried, in the end, I had no other choice but to do this. Free agency fail. That's not to say that you can't figure it out in the future, but for now, you are screwed. So, on to the Atlanta Falcons. Joe Murphy, don't you dare get mad at me about this. I like the Falcons, so let me start off with the good stuff. I I don't hate what the Falcons did. A lot of people have been ripping on the Falcons. Ripping on them. Not me. Because the Falcons went into this offseason, they had a cap space problem. They didn't have a lot to work with. So for what they did, for the most part, I I don't hate it. I think moving on from Devontae Freeman and Adrian Claiborne 
And Desmond Trufant was the right move. They didn't have really another choice. They needed money. So, and also, good for them for not bidding or getting into a bidding war about Austin Hooper. He got way overpaid by the Browns. He might end up being a good piece for them, but they paid way too much for him. And it was smart for the Falcons to move on. Now, you lose Devontae Freeman, you lost Tevin Coleman the other year. So you needed to get a running back. Got Todd Gurley. I mean, that's pretty good. He's better than both of them combined if he's healthy. But I mean, they went out and got the player. If he's healthy or not, whatever. So Todd Gurley, he's there, legit. They traded for Hayden Hurst. He's a former first-round pick, and he's pretty decent. They got him from Baltimore. That's legit. They got Dante Fowler Jr. He's coming off the edge. I like that. The only problem is they, they did overpay for Fowler Jr. a little bit. And they have no one in the secondary. I don't know how they're going to cover anyone, especially in this division. But I'm sure they're going to try to address this in the draft. It's definitely going to be an issue moving forward. I'm not going to lie. Their defense is going to be a problem. One thing I am going to bring up, though, is the offense of the Falcons should not have a problem scoring. After acquiring Laquan Treadwell, who has been underwhelming, but he is a first-round pick, I just want to point out, The Falcons have 11 players on offense who are former first-round picks. That's legit. I mean, you can't hate on that. So the talent is there. It's going to be up to them protecting Matt Ryan, Gurley staying healthy. There are definitely question marks. But overall, on that offense, they should be able to keep up with most. So this is kind of iffy. Did they do enough? Is it a fail? Is it a victory? I don't know. It's it's somewhere in the middle. So just because Joe Murphy's my buddy and this is his team and Todd Gurley's a big name, I'm gonna I'm gonna give him this. Victory. You're getting a victory. You're getting a victory. And hopefully they do well. I hope they do well. This brings me over to the New Orleans Saints. Now, the Saints are not built for the future, but I'll tell you what, they're built for right friggin' now. They're built to win right now. They went about free agency this year, and a lot of teams build for the future, this, that. I like what they did. They don't give a crap about the future right now. They care about right friggin' now. They lose Von Bell as their safety, which stings a little bit. They lost Eli Apple and AJ Klein. They're not as big of a deal, but... They got Malcolm Jenkins, lessen the blow of Von Bell. They signed Drew Brees to a team-friendly deal. They re-signed Taysom Hill for a little bit of the future. They got Andres Pete for protection. They got David Onyemata for destruction. The offense already had Kamara. They had Latavius Murray. They had Michael Thomas. They had Jared Cook. They had their wide receiver, top guy, two top running backs, and they had their top tight end. They needed a number two wide receiver to put them over the top. Meet Emmanuel Sanders, seasoned vet, dependable. He had the fewest drops last year. The dude was no joke. The Saints are primed to win now, and after free agency, I think they will. This is my team. The Saints, and they're not. I'm going Bengals or Patriots or bust. But I got to tell you, man, I'm not saying they acquired the most people. I'm not saying that they, they made the most moves. But I think they made the moves they, 
that best put them in a position to be champions. And for that, I think that's enough. Flawless victory. Flawless victory. It happened. Flawless victory. The Saints, they're moving. They're doing something. They're going to be somebody. Of course, I do say that every year, and every year something horrible happens and they lose at the end, but I feel good about them this year. Which brings me now to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Damn. Alan Hanley, your team. They always say save the best for last, right? <laughs> so here we go. So people are one of two things with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, all right? They are either sleeping on them and they're seeing them as nothing or they're seeing them as locks to win the Super Bowl. The correct answer is somewhere in between or in the middle. So let's just talk it out. First off, they signed the greatest quarterback of all time, Tom Brady. That's pretty good. So they're a lock to get a free agency victory already. (laughs) They also have Chris Godwin. They have Mike Evans. They have OJ Howard. This offense is going to explode. They're going to be friggin' good. There's no doubt about that. They franchised Shaquille Barrett. They had to because he's unreal. They re-signed Jason Pierre-Paul. They got Ndamuk and Sue. So the pass rush and stopping the run, that's going to be there. No doubt about that. They have some needs. They could use a tackle. They could use a safety. I believe, and I'm just going to give you a little tidbit here. I think they're going to get Andrew Thomas from Georgia in the draft. I think he's the best to protect Brady. But overall, the Buccaneers, I mean, when you get the best quarterback of all time, like, come on. So this division is going to be a battle. It's going to be very fun to watch. The Buccaneers, for sure, though, I mean, like I said, it's a 100% victory. Victory. Now is the hardest part because I have to somehow pick who I think. How do you, once again, the Panthers are in four, so I know the four spot. <laughs> I don't have to worry about that. This is where it gets tricky because the Falcons offense is going to be pretty damn good. And I I feel pretty well about the Falcons because usually when they suck for a year, they come back pretty damn strong the next year. But I cannot go against the Bucs. I'm going to put the Falcons at three because they're in a damn good division. I'm going to put the Buccaneers at two only because... They have a little bit of growing pains. I mean, Brady is going to be great, and they're going to be awesome. But Drew Brees knows his offense. They're only plugging in a really good wide receiver. I mean, Kamara, Latavius Murray, Michael Thomas, all these guys know what time it is, Jared Cook. So they're already, like, inclined to know what each other is thinking. But the Bucs don't. So I'm going to put the Bucs at two. I'm going to put New Orleans Saints at number one. And I I have the Saints really, like, going super far this year, if not winning at all. A million things could happen, injuries, all that. So, but that's it. That's, That's how I've got it. So, we did the NFC South. We did the AFC East. We did it. 
that's that. So I'm also going to go over some divisions that I haven't gone over in the next podcast. And then we're going to talk draft because we've got to, I got to go over the first round, but I'm waiting and waiting and waiting until maybe a week before, because I don't want to do it too early because there's things that change like that. I don't know if you hear the, the little, I don't know if you hear that, but they change that fast. I had to do a little click there for you. So lastly, this is not football related, but I was very much looking forward to the UFC event of Tony Ferguson versus Khabib. And I'm so annoyed. I understand there's a pandemic. I get it. But I'm just annoyed that Khabib is not going to freaking fight, man. Like, they could have had this. They could have tested you guys. No one in the arena. It would have been fine but you're freaking out about all this crap. You could have taken a private jet. You could have made this work. I know people are going to kind of call me insensitive. And they're going to be like, Ugh. listen, I, everyone should stay at home. I'm staying at home. I'm going crazy like everybody else in quarantine, but this fight should have absolutely happened. There was a way to do this. Make it safe. You should be stripped of your title. 100%. You should be stripped of your title. Tony Ferguson's been waiting for a year, two years. He's been waiting for years for this belt. He deserves his title opportunity. And you can suck it and you don't deserve the belt. That's my last thought. <laughs> so that's it. I hate Khabib. I hate Colin Coward. I hate him. And that's it. We did it. So I'm going to end there. Once again, as I say all the time as I'm ending this podcast, I want to quickly go over again that I am sponsored by FNX, Big Mouth Small Words. We have collaboration and they have all types of supplements, pre-workout, protein shakes, gym bags. They've got cool shades. They're pretty great. So if you want to check them out and do whatever you got to do, you go to www.fnxfit.com and you use the code FNXL4VJ. I can get you 15% off your order. So there you go. Thank you once again to everybody for listening. If you haven't already, go to the Instagram, Big Mouth Small Words Podcast. We had 2,000 likes on the last post. Thank you. Everybody stay safe. Stay quarantined. Don't go crazy. Till next time, everybody. <laughs>